This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I talked to Sheena Yapchan, who is the podcast host of The Tao of Self-Confidence, which focuses on the struggles and success of Asian women while finding their confidence and worth. Growing up in an Asian immigrant family, Sheena always looked for acceptance from her parents, friends, and significant others. This all changed when she realized that she needed to move on from her fears and live her best life. Sheena left her job and has since created a podcast that has been providing Asian women with the right motivation and inspiration to see their self-worth, and her podcast has since been downloaded over 600,000 times. On this episode, Sheena shares how to realize her self-worth and the importance of letting go of things that do not serve your purpose. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sheena because there's so much to learn from her journey. Hey, Gina, thank you so much for joining me here today. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life? Hi, Debbie. Thanks for having me. My name is Sheena Yapchan, and I am a podcaster and also doing stuff on the internet. I don't really know what to call that. <laughs> Part of the reason why I live the offbeat life is because I always knew that living one way that we've been told since we were kids was not something that I've always wanted to do. Um, but I did it because, you know, it made my parents happy, made my family happy, society in a whole and their culture. But I always knew it wasn't something for me. And I always knew there was more out there to, than to just like work a nine to five job or do the same thing over and over again. And especially doing the podcast, there's, it's just like, there's so many possibilities to live life on your own terms. And it just made me realize what's possible out there. And if it's possible for one person, then it's possible for me. What made you decide that you wanted to do podcasting instead of maybe a blog or going into a completely different career? So before I used to work in an office, uh, I worked there for 12 years selling uh, cardboard paper. (laughs) Totally random, (laughs) but um, that's what I did. And one of the reasons why I used podcasting was that versus a regular blog was because, you know, for me, it was great to have audio, you know, at any given moment. You can subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, listen to them at any moment, whether you're jogging, whether you're stuck in traffic, if you're a busy mom with like kids that you have to take care of. I mean, you can literally listen to them at any moment. And, you know, we don't have the time to sometimes just read a blog, right? Or not most people like to read, you know, they'd rather go through audio versus actually reading, especially, you know, if you have a short attention span, like I do, sometimes I just like to listen. So that's the reason why I created the podcast. Why was it so important to you to create a podcast about self-confidence? Well, for me, you know, growing up as an Asian woman, we've always been programmed to do one certain thing, one path, and you just keep that path until the day you die. And it's passed on from generation and generation and generation. And, you know, living that one path really hurts us because we're all created differently. We all have different talents. We all have different skills. And to do the same thing, it doesn't make sense when we have different talents. So for me, it was really important to showcase women, especially, especially women of Asian descent, that there's more than one way of living. And these women have made it happen regardless of whatever they went through, whether it's, you know, being diagnosed with breast cancer, or if you were in a domestic abusive relationship, or if you were raped, or if you 
um, went bankrupt, not once, twice, three times, or if you were born with no arms, like anything is truly possible and you can create whatever you set your mind to it. I mean, sometimes we're always going to have roadblocks, but it's learning to get back up every time we get hit with that roadblock. Did you also have any types of encounters that led you to want to lead other people to have more self-confidence? Number one, I wanted to build my own self-confidence, right? I was never confident about myself. still face issues, but it's not as bad as I was before. And I would always live for other people's decisions. You know, people please seek validation, whether it's from my parents or from guys or from friends. It was it was really bad. I mean, there was a point when I wanted to look for another job and my male coworker at the time told me, you know, you don't need to look for another job. You get paid more than enough as a woman. And I actually believed that because I was like, well, I guess as a woman, you know, this is great and this is good enough. And I settled. And as women, we like to settle a lot and think we're not enough, we're not worthy, that we can't make as much as men or make more than men, not realizing like we can't, right? And just the simple act of just showing what's possible inspires other people, especially women, especially women of Asian descent to go out there and and just take action in what they want to do. And what led you to decide to specifically focus on Asian women to interview for your podcast? There's not a lot of good representation of Asian women, (laughs) you know? Asian women are known as like a fetish or they're known as submissive and quiet and they just obey. And, you know, that's not what Asian women are, right? Even one time I was looking for like Asian women groups on Facebook and all I see is Asian women seeking white man, Asian women seeking love. This is not what the definition of an Asian woman is. We can be so much more. We can be strong. We can be resilient. We can be beautiful. We can be amazing. I just felt like there was no representation. Um, The media plays it down like we're just nothing but like sex slaves sometimes. And it just really pisses me off sometimes to think, you know, that's how the media or society thinks of us. So I really wanted better representation of like what a strong Asian woman looks like. If people think that way, they should come to my family gathering with my family and how the women in my family are. (laughs) Because that's not how they are at all. They're completely strong and they have more opinion than the male in our family. So (laughs) what were the first steps that you took in order to realize your dreams and your goals? for me was sometimes, you know, when you're doing something, the same thing over and over and over and over and over (laughs) again, it's just, you just hit a breaking point, right? What's the meaning to all this? Like, is this something that I'm looking for? Is this something that I can see myself doing till I'm like 60? We all hit a breaking point. We all hit it. We we don't know when it's going to happen or how, but we all hit it. And sometimes when we hit that breaking point, we feel like, okay, this isn't what I want to do. I want to do something else. I remember just sitting in my cubicle thinking like, there has to be more to life than just working nine to five. Sometimes I'd drive to work and I'd reach there and I'd like totally forget how I got there because I'm so used to like doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't like their jobs but feel like they have to do it because they have no other choice and they've been programmed. Just do your job regardless if you hate it. But if there's other ways of creating an income or creating a better life, then why not go for it, right? Because people are so afraid of the unknown. They're so afraid of, you know, not having the security and comfort because that's what we've been told to do all our life. But Sometimes, you know, embracing the unknown can be a great thing. Having a breaking point was something that I experienced and moments in your life when you realize like life is so short, like six and a half years ago, my aunt passed away from a freak accident. It just made me realize like life is so short because she wasn't even 60 when she passed away. I don't want to look back and see myself just working nine to five every single day doing nothing, right? I really wanted to 
I've always wanted to create an impact or help people out in some way, shape or form. And I didn't know how at the time, I just knew I wanted to. And sometimes, you know, it might take a while for us to figure it out and that's fine. We have to go through some things to help us realize who we are and how strong we are. And maybe our stories can help somebody else out there who's going through the same thing. So those are some of the things that helped me realize I could live another way. What was it like when you told your family that you wanted to leave your nine to five? Not well. (laughs) They freaked out, of course, you know, and I get it. Parents freak out because they want the best for us. They think having a job and security and comfort will help us live a better life, right? Because that's all they've been taught all their lives. When families pass on the same tradition, same kind of thinking generation to generation, you know, sometimes we can't fault them. And yeah, it was hard. They couldn't understand why I would do that. You know, they were like, you're so successful. You had everything. I had everything that most people wanted, you know, a job, a condo, a car, all these material things. But that wasn't something I wanted. Like, I don't even have any of those things. And I'm a lot happier than I was when I had all those things. And so, yeah, I mean, they weren't happy, but they, they, you know, supported me regardless, right? Regardless if they didn't understand what was going on, they, they always had my back. And I think that's the most important thing. And it made me realize whatever I did, like my parents will always be proud because before I was always seeking validation, like, oh, you know, I'm such a black sheep. My parents don't love me. You know, I have to do something big for them to love me and be proud of me. And really they were just proud of me regardless. So that was a big, huge, like lesson for me. Cause then now I don't feel like I have to seek validation for them. I already know that they have unconditional love for me, no matter what. Now that you've left your nine to five for a while now, and you've talked a little bit about what it looked like before dreading going to work and really feeling unfulfilled. What is it like now? What does your average day look like? Well, it feels a lot better. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't get worried. I do get worried, but it's not as bad as I used to maybe two, three years ago. You know, I wake up feeling a lot lighter because when I used to have a job, I used to have like this heaviness in my feeling where I'd wake up and it just didn't feel good. Even like going into the office, I could feel the negativity and just the bad aura or energy that was surrounding it. Now I feel a lot better. I'm constantly working on myself to be better. I mean, I still have lots of fears, but I, I work through them. I learn to just acknowledge them and realize we can figure this out, right? As women, we feel like we always have to figure everything out before we start anything, but we can actually just figure it out along the way. And that was something big that I learned, especially, you know, interviewing women, because most of the women who started seven figure businesses had no clue what they were doing. They just figured it out along the way. And I see people and they, they're not as happy and, you know, I have to like tell them like things happen for a reason and just don't look at everything as the end, all of end, all like things happen for a reason. Look for the good in everything. Cause I, that's what I do. Like I, I was talking to Debbie earlier, like my computer conked out. I'm so f- worried because maybe all my info might be gone. But then, you know, I had to realize like, well, maybe this had to happen for a reason. Maybe I had to do something else. Maybe I had, there, there's something good that come us, com- comes out of everything. And maybe there's a learning lesson from it. So everything happens for a reason. You know, when you hit roadblocks, you can solve it. You can get back up. You can figure it out. And you don't have to do it alone. You know, that's why having maybe close friends or a good circle of inner circle of women, like help you out there if you're in a bind or if you're feeling low. Like I have friends that I turn to and I have bad days or I'm crying that my computer conked out on me. So it happens. It's normal, right? Like we have bad days. It's not like every day is a good day, but 
it doesn't have to end it badly, right? When something bad happens, we can always change it in an instant if we choose to. It's really how we react to it and how we see it. It's all about perspective. You've interviewed a lot of really inspiring and incredible women. What has been the biggest lesson that you've learned from all of them? Really, the biggest lesson is that we can do anything we put our mind to it. I've seen women create careers that I never even thought, I never even imagined you can create a career out of it. I've seen women who've been in their lowest of their low and be able to come out of it. And, you know, this is what I wanted to represent, you know, women, especially women of Asian descent, that we are capable of anything and that we don't always have to go with what society tells us, what our families tells us, what our culture tells us. Like we can go out there and be that change, you know, create a life that we can actually call our own, like live life based on our terms versus being told what to do and learning to love ourselves and knowing what we deserve versus like always seeking, seeking for validation, seeking for happiness from others. We can do that ourselves. And when we learn to work on ourselves, love on ourselves, the things that we've always wanted naturally comes to us. Like it's, it's crazy. I mean, I used to force a lot of things to happen and always turned out not good, but when things just happen naturally, like things popped up and you're just, wow, you know, this is so cool. And sometimes, you know, we just have to learn to let go of things that don't serve us. It, it takes time. I don't want people thinking that to be confident, you have to make this big giant step. You, have, you can just take little steps along the way. Um, every little step actually yields to that big result. It's crazy how it takes such a long time for us to realize that everything we need is in us. We don't need validation from other people because we create it by doing whatever it is that we're supposed to do. And then you just learn it as life goes on and it builds up that confidence. So when we're young, it's easy to think that we're not worth much. It's because we haven't done much yet. (laughs) And as you grow older, your confidence builds because you do more for yourself and as an individual as well. What has been the biggest setback that you've encountered and how do you usually handle them? Quitting my job and not knowing what to do next was really a huge setback for me because back then I used to worry about every single thing. It's like, am I going to, what if I run out of money? What if I have to go back to a job? What if people are going to laugh at me because I like quit my job and decided to, you know, go on my own and it didn't work out. And for the longest time, it actually stopped me from doing anything. And it took me a while to slowly get back up and realize not knowing what's going to happen, it can't be, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. Like you never know what good can come out of it or what good opportunities might flag by. And fear crippled me so much that I would overanalyze and overthink that was no good. Even doing a podcast about self-confidence, still I didn't have that confidence because I was so good at comparing myself to these women that I interviewed. But it took like a lot of work with myself to realize you are worthy. I mean, it took me years to realize my worth and what was what I was capable of. And I did having an energy healer make me realize that it's just what I was telling myself really affected the way I think thought about myself and hearing other women's stories of how they were able to come back up made me realize if they can go- they can get back up. So can I it's possible for one person is also possible for you. So it really takes a, a lot of working on yourself and working on yourself is something that you do daily. It's not like you do it. It's not like it's a 30 day boot camp and you're done. <laughs> it's like an everyday boot camp and you keep going because there's always new things that pop up, new roadblocks, new challenges, and you have to be ready for it. I remember a while back, I interviewed a woman who went bankrupt three times. And actually the third time she went bankrupt, she's like, 
you know what, this is easy because I know I'll get myself out of it because I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> and if people just saw failure that way, it just makes things so much easier and just you just see things in a different light. Throughout your whole journey, what has been the worst advice you have ever received? I think the worst advice I ever received was, you know, when I was looking for a job and coworker told me, you make enough for a woman. That really made me settle for the longest time because I thought as a woman, this is all I could do. Not realizing like as a woman, I can do so much more. So to any woman who's ever gone through that, like I want you to realize that's just one person's perception. It's not everyone's and that you can do anything you want, anything you want. I have proof. I've interviewed like 500 women who have gone out there and did things I never thought was possible. (laughs) Now that you're working on yourself and on your own and you're an entrepreneur, can you share one productivity tip that has worked for you? Well, for me, one productivity tip, turning off all social media. (laughs) Because, you know, we live in a world of social media and it can be so distracting. But when you can learn to just turn it off and super like focus on what you have to do, you can get it done. It's not like you need 10 hours to do something. It's just what can you fit in in an hour? So once you like turn that off and just take yourself away from like all the noise and just focus on doing one thing, then it'll help you just get it done. (laughs) They are really distracting, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) And then we focus on other people's lives and how they're being productive while we're sitting there just watching them. So (laughs) how were you able to finance this chosen career at the start? And how do you continue to create income today? People think starting a podcast is a lot of money. It's not really like it depends on if you're willing to edit your own episodes versus having someone doing it for you. For me, all I invested was in a mic and, you know, podcast hosting, which costs like $12 a month. And, you know, I only do audio versus video because I don't have the patience to edit a video. (laughs) I don't, it's just, it's too much work. So I edit all my episodes. I love editing my episodes, even though I get frustrated because I love hearing stories, the interviews that helps me keep on going. And, you know, I've created tools and resources, some courses, since a lot of people asked me what I wanted, how to create a podcast, I just figured, you know, I'm just going to create a podcast course and they can just go to it. Right. So I did that. And, you know, there's no shame in asking for donations. You know, I have a donate button on my website and people have, have donated, you know, things like that have helped me out and just creating tools and doing affiliate stuff, recommending a product and you get a certain percentage of it. You know, those are some of the things that helped me do that. And back then I, I saved money. So I did have a little bit of reserve to help me like finance it as well. What advice would you give someone who is really struggling to find his or her purpose? Just start asking what your purpose is. The answers are all within us. It's learning how to ask the right question. I would just sit there and like get so frustrated because I didn't know what my purpose was, but I kept asking like, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? Like, what is my mission? What vision do I have? Right. And the more you keep asking one day, it's just going to like come right in front of your face and you're, you're going to be like, I can't believe it was right there all along. But sometimes you just weren't ready to see it. And when you start working on yourself, you will start to see like, wow, like I didn't realize that was it. And like, it doesn't have to be big or small. It could just be like, you want to travel because that's what you want to do. Or, you know, you want to be a better mother, whatever it is, you, you will find it. It's just start asking the right questions and keep asking it until you find the answer. Cause there's like no 
time limit on when you're going to find the answer. We, we don't know. Sometimes it can happen in a day. Sometimes it can happen in a year. But it's learning to be resilient and just keep going, and, and you'll get there. As, as women, I, I really love the fact that we're super resilient, that we can come, come back up from any situation and we can just keep going no matter what happens, whether it's, you know, a love for a child or, you know, creating a positive impact in the world, we can go out there and get it done. Let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy do you want to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Wow, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Um, for me, it's just, you know, I've always said that everything I've done, like I've, I've done everything that I've ever wanted to do. So I'm really happy with the life that I was able to lead. And as a legacy, it's just helping women out there realize their potential and their worth, just be happy with themselves and live life on their own, showing them what's possible. Um, that's really it. (laughs) That is definitely a good legacy to leave. (laughs) Let's get to some fun questions. So some people like myself nerd out on interviewing inspiring people like you and hiking. What about you? What do you nerd out on? A matcha. (laughs) (laughs) I really love matcha. I also love Hello Kitty. (laughs) Uh, I also like to work out when I can and if I'm not too lazy. I tend to Netflix binge from time to time, which can also be distracting. But, you know, sometimes you just need the downtime to just, like, get away from everything. So those are some of the things. And spending time with my friends and family. I love watching movies. I recently saw Black Panther, which was amazing. And, yeah. Those are great things to nerd out on, Sheena. (laughs) (laughs) If you were given a one-minute ad slot during the Super Bowl that you can't sell with the potential to reach millions, what would you fill it with? For me, inspiration, just to help people be inspired and take action in what they want to do. What are you working on today that is really exciting to you? Well, once I get my computer fixed and pray that my files are still in there, I've started writing a book. I've restarted and started writing a book. I've written like two or three books, but sometimes it just didn't feel right. So now I'm slowly getting back into it again. I mean, I started writing, held it off for like five months and then went back to it again. And, you know, that was a huge lesson for me because I feel like, you know, when we put things on hold, we feel like we can't get back to it, right? We think it's the end. But I watched this movie where a woman held off her dissertation for like 10 years um, because something happened and she went back to it and finished it. And it was like a huge lesson for me. So I I went back to it and hopefully that'll be the book that I can publish because I've written, like I said, I've written like two, three, but I said, "Uh, I don't know if this is it. And, you know, that's, confidence issues that I deal with as well. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't wait to check that out once you finish it. So go for it, Sheena. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? If they search for Sheena Yapchan on Google, I'm like the only Sheena Yapchan in the planet, which is great. So that's not hard to find. And you can also check out the Tao Self-Confidence on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, uh, Google Play, Android, and you can also go to my website, thetowofselfconfidence.com, and you can check past episodes. Uh, there's some tools and resources that you can check out or invest in, and yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sheena, for giving us all of these incredible tips. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks for having me, Debbie. It was truly an honor. 
I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sheena. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Sheena where she shares how to boost your self-confidence. Love a good audiobook as much as I do? Of course you do. Well, you're in luck because I have teamed up with audible.com to give you a 30-day trial for free. Make sure to visit offbeatbook.com. Again, that's offbeatbook.com to get that incredible trial 